What's up, combies? I'm Hannah. And I'm Olivia. And it's time to kombuchat. Hello, hello. Hi, sister. Hello to our combies as well. Heyo. We were we were just talking a little bit before the episode about the WeWork CEO scandal of the week. Yikes. So for those who don't know, WeWork's CEO said employees comfortable working from home are quote-unquote least engaged with their companies. (laughs) Yeah, and it's so self-serving, right? Because, I mean, WeWork owns a ton of real estate and co-working spaces all over the globe. Of course they want people to come in. Of course they lost a ton of money during the pandemic. But something that we've talked a lot about on the show is finding a work style that works well for you. And for a lot of people, that is being remote. I personally am, like, way more productive working from home than I am in, like, the distractions of an office. I mean, I I guess I've been doing it for years, so it was not new for me with the pandemic. Yeah, I do think that I miss a little bit of the social aspect of the office, but I don't know that that's necessarily more engaged in my actual work ethic than as opposed to me just really liking to make some of those human connections. Um, My work is very small. There's just three of us in the company. And so I feel like we have formed strong connections regardless of being remote. But I will say the clients that we work with, I'm excited to eventually see in person as well. Sure. Yeah. I think I saw something like a tweet or something that said, Actually, the least engaged employees are the ones who do just want to sit in the office and have like water cooler talk the whole day and not actually (laughs) do anything. And I can tell you, I've had jobs where that was a thing, where it was just a lot of socializing, very little work. So I think people are kind of wrong on both sides, personally. I mean, it's it's not often that I'll be like, they're wrong. But in this case, I do feel like sitting on the extremes of either end is just really not the way to go on this. Yeah, I think there's definitely some outlier cases, outlier employees. But um, I do think there is value from work from home. And so that is kind of what we wanted to talk about today. So working from home. A lot of us have done it the past year. So many people went remote. Mm-hmm. Then there are some of us, like myself, who have done this for years. Um, I've worked at home since 2018. And I have had clients who have had co-working spaces. I did take advantage of those prior to the pandemic. It was great. I liked doing it, you know, one or two days a week. But for the most part, I have been a work-from-home person. Um, When I would mention that, especially pre-pandemic, I did get a lot of people who are like, oh, how can you do that? Wow. Like wondering how you can stay focused or... Yeah. A lot of people were like, you know, I would just want to like Netflix and chill. It would be so hard for me to be motivated from home. I have a feeling a lot of people probably were forced to change that mindset uh, mm-hmm. with company, so many companies going remote last year. And I think one of the biggest things we learned about was 
setting a schedule, having a routine. I mean, these were just like trending, trending, trending a year ago when everything was locked down. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we've we've talked about those sort of things on the podcast, you know, setting a schedule, having morning and night routines, having a self-care routine. There's definitely something to structuring your day in order to have a productive one from home. And I would say not just your day, but also your shift. I know in episode eight, where we talked about bosses and boundaries, we mentioned kind of streamlining communication through something like Slack. And so I know that personally, if I have a bit of a slower day, I can easily jump on there and be like, hey, do you have any tasks for me that you want me to jump on? I've finished X, Y, Z. That way I'm not just sitting around. Absolutely. I think structuring your workday is so important. On our last episode, Marco did mention, you know, 80% of your day is probably going to be unplanned statistically. That stuck with me so hard. I've been thinking about that too. Like even just in the scheme of like a couple hours of work, I think about it as opposed to even just my whole day of like, I'm going to do all this today. Sometimes we'll just get crazy days where I'll have all these tasks I'm ready to get through and none of them get done because I'm just responding to incoming emails, incoming tasks. And it's like just rolling with it. Yeah. I feel like just for some reason, the numbers really stuck with me on that one. Just knowing that it's that large of a percentage has given me a sort of calmness. Wow. And just ability to be like, you know, <laughs> well, the, here's part of the 80% that's unplanned. Just going to roll with it. <laughs> but I know that this topic is so popular right now because some places, at least in the U.S., where we have, you know, a lot of vaccine access are starting to allow more in-person opportunities for work again. And so everybody's kind of like, you know, making these decisions. Do I want to work from home? Do I want to go back into the office? Or maybe your company is forcing you into one or the other, or there's the popular hybrid model. Yes. That is basically where companies are saying, you know, we'll have a couple days where you come into the office, a couple days where you work from home and you kind of get a balance. I would say the Prius of job options. Wow charge it <laughs> charge it but yeah i think i think some people do like having both right some people like the social aspect of an office and getting that face-to-face contact it can be hard to make up for that virtually i mean it's just different i i, I don't know i mean i think there's something to be said about getting that face-to-face contact when you're working on a team you know i i do think there is something that you really just can't make up virtually But at the same time, if your employees have done what you've asked over the past year and they've worked from home, then why not give them the option to choose whether they want to work from home or remote or hybrid? I think as long as you're getting the work done, maybe initially you just didn't think that work from home was an option because as a society, we're so used to having in-office jobs. I don't know. I mean, we've got a lot of good episodes for people who want to do deep dives on different topics around this, but I think we just thought, well, this would be something fun for us to chat about this week. And everybody's kind of just getting back into the swing of figuring out what they want their work style to be like now that they might have more options. 
A question that I was asked a lot prior to the pandemic is how do you make up for getting that social time if you are just always working from home? Mm, okay, yeah. My answer used to be, well, I'm on meetings all day, so I never really feel like I have to necessarily seek out social time. Not that I didn't. I mean, I did go, did have a lot of, you know, a a decent social life, I guess, pre-pandemic. Now, I actually feel a little differently. Um, I I do feel the Zoom fatigue thing. That's Mm -hmm. something that's been brought up a lot. Like, people just get tired of being on Zoom. And I have noticed sometimes myself, I, like, really have to put my focus on staying in the call. Sometimes, Mm. like, I'll be in a bigger meeting and there's, like, you know, all these different people talking and I'm like, okay, this is not relevant to me right now and I'm, like, side working. And then I, like, realize, oh, I'm still in the call. Oh, yeah. You know, I feel like we've all kind of been there this past year because you just get tired of being on Zoom. You get tired of always having to be camera ready. Which, honestly, no, because I am just not... (laughs) (laughs) Like Hannah wakes up early, does her sunscreen, skincare, makeup, hair, outfit, accessories. And I am like ponytail, tennis, wetsuit. It's so I commend you for always looking your very best. Well... I mean, I think it's it's all about the individual and how you feel good about getting your day going. But for me, that really helps me to, like, get up, get going, get in the zone. But I do now feel that I don't get the social juice I once did from Zoom stuff. It feels way more just another part of my day, and I still crave that, like, going out in the evenings and connecting with people way more than I did. I think that everything is pretty focused in Zoom meetings or in a work from home shift where it's like, these are the tasks. We're talking about the tasks and how to get them done. Mm -hmm. And now we're signing off. I mean, it's not like it's like Zoom happy hour or something, you know? I have gone to those too. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you work in a larger company, so that would make sense. (laughs) Yeah. And just like different organizations and groups I'm a part of have thrown them or different teams, different clients I've worked with have thrown them. And it's always fun, but it's, it's tougher in a virtual environment to do those sort of things because it's not like you can kind of like bounce from person to person and like have a chat. You kind of all have to be talking about the same thing. And then there's that weird interrupting issue where like someone's audio then just cuts out because someone else is talking Mm-hmm. Yeah, it doesn't feel as organic connection as in-person would be. And so I think, like, personally, I do feel actually like I need to get out more now that I'm working from home and the pandemic restrictions are lifting and more people are becoming vaccinated where we are and whatnot. So I do find myself making more social plans to actually get out there and craving that human connection. And is it a year of being isolated? (laughs) I'm sure it's having a factor. Yeah, for sure. I kind of wonder if we're going to see a social movement in general after the pandemic. 
Yeah, I haven't had the chance to read it yet, but the New York Times put out an article about how people are foreseeing the Roaring Twenties to take place yes. again. And like, I have been thinking about this. Yeah, so I mean, I can't speak to the article. It would definitely be something to look into if you've kind of made that association yourselves. Um, but it's definitely been on people's minds that it's it's happening. I know I personally once... I got the second shot and things started to lift here in Colorado and whatnot. I was just like, I want to go out. I want to <laughs> get wild. Like, let's have a night. Get dressed up. Yeah, do the whole thing. So I will be curious to see if others feel that way. Uh, other people I talked to are like, you know, I just love being at home more. And I definitely see myself wanting to spend more nights in and spend more time with my family. And, and that's all great too. I don't, there's, there's no right or wrong answer here. So I guess what we're saying here in the end is find the work strategy that works best for you. Pitch your boss on it or your clients or however you have your work life structured. Um, let them know what works for you, whether that's being at home, being in an office, doing a hybrid. It's your life. You should get the control over what that looks like if it if you work a job where those options exist. And if you don't, then maybe it's time to listen to episode 10 about career pivoting and look for what what's next. All right, it's time for our sweeter spicy segment. This week, I, I've i got a question already prepared. I'm actually so. scared, but okay. <laughs> Is it sweet or spicy? Um, I think spicy. Okay. All right. So, you had a little adventure this week. Getting a cocktail at a good old neighborhood Applebee's. <laughs> We're telling people this? I was not going to tell people this. <laughs> okay. I thought to myself, like, what's the most random place that you have ended up meeting up with somebody for a drink or dinner or whatever? Or, like, what's just a weird, fun fact about a spot that you've gone? Like, maybe a, a weird drink that they served that you ordered? Or, I don't know, just something different, interesting, funny. And I thought, you know, I'm going to ask this for sweeter spicy. Do you want me to go first? Yeah, because I have literally no idea. Yeah, I'm going to have to think. Okay. I did I did think about mine pretty quickly, but I, I have had time to like think about it. So it's, it's a little bit of a cheat on this one, but. Okay. Okay. If I had to answer this, I think my answer would be that I went to this little bar in Omaha, Nebraska one time and was meeting up with friends and come to find out this place had champagne on tap. Wait, what? Yeah. That's a thing even? I, yeah, it was at this spot. Whenever my friends and I were just like in that champagne mood, this just kind of became the spot to go. Um, and I just thought, you know, this is such a weird little, little fun fact about this place and 
kind of inspired my question. Wow, that is so cute. Little champs. Whenever you I want love it. that. You don't gotta <laughs> pop bottles. No, you pop that tap. That's right. <laughs> Does that help inspire any potential answers for you? I guess I have maybe a funny one. I don't know that the location is funny, but so there was a bar on my campus <laughs> called The Loft and they served just like beer, wine, I think like little tiny bottles of champagne, hard kombucha seltzer, just like those kinds of drinks. They didn't have any food though. They only had like pretzels and peanuts, which is a great combination if you're going to get a stout or something like that. But, you know, my friend Katie and I, shout out Katie, um, we were hungry that night. And so we decided to bring our own food. I don't know that you were necessarily supposed to do that, but basically I called her. I was like, I'm going to get us a spot at the bar go to Whole Foods, pick up chips and guac, and meet me there. So in she came, Whole Foods bag in hand, and we just set up our own guac station at the bar. And the bartender was like, that is so smart. I always get hungry here. What? So like he was totally on board. Okay, yeah, yours is a little more like, what did you bring to the bar? Yeah, you know, there are some places where you're, like, welcome to bring, you know, food and board games and set up, and this wasn't that kind of place. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I love it. Well, this is one that we'll have to add to our guest questions, and of course, combis, we would love to hear from you. Things you've brought somewhere you shouldn't. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Which maybe that'll yes, be a, a broader us. question. <laughs> okay, we've got an exciting flavor to try today. That's an interesting way of putting it because personally I am scared. <laughs> okay, so today we're going to be trying GT's Synergy Raw Kombucha Sacred Life flavor. Honestly, I feel like our lives are too sacred to try this because <laughs> it is Gatorade blue. It is. It's the strangest kombucha color I've ever seen. Ever. And that's why I got it (laughs) for us to try. Um, So a little bit about this. You know, we've talked about GTs before, staple OG, but let's talk about this flavor and what's on the packaging. Mm. Life is sacred. Mm. One of the most incredible things on this beautiful blue planet is (laughs) is how all living things are interconnected. Though our experiences may be unique, every heart, mind, and spirit is built around the same blueprint. Flower of life, a pattern of interlocking rings, illustrating the cycle of creation. May this universal symbol remind you that we are all one bound together by Mother Nature, and may this humble offering encourage you to treat every form of life with honor and respect. And then underneath that beautiful poem, it says, why blue liquid? (laughs) We believe the world's oceans are a sacred form of life. We must all do our part to protect them. Wow. 
I don't know if I'm woke enough for this. <laughs> JT getting deep. Deep. Okay, so what else can I tell you? I mean, the what? branding's wild. It is. There's all these flowers, like glass blown into it. That's true. The glass is extremely decorative. It's got this cool pattern on it. Textured. Yes. The color is a, is the absolute standout. I mean, that's really all that I can say. That's it immediately called to me. And what do we have? Sugars? Sugars, 16 grams in a bottle. Okay. Not that unusual for a GT's. Yeah, pretty big bottle. Agreed. Shall we? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's a big blue mess. So a little fizz there. Let me tell you, there's a vinegar scent. Oh boy, she's she's questioning. First off, this looks like what I would dye Easter eggs with. <laughs> and that's the smell I'm getting. There's a strong scent here. I'm not gonna say she's lying. Here we go. <laughs> She's making so many faces. I'm honestly grossed out. Okay, let's talk about this pour action. Still looks blue. And I mean, you can't see through it. Remember, what was the, the science class term? You would have to like look at liquids and tell. Oh yeah, like opalescent or something. <laughs> <laughs> or that's teeth whitening. Um, <laughs> Translucent. Translucent. I knew there was a scent <laughs> in it. This is fully... Opaque. Opaque. And homogenous. Like, total blue. It's it's honestly wild. We'll, we'll try to get this one up on YouTube. Okay, the scent is <laughs> really not good. I'm not reflective in the taste, and I do not like the taste. Oh, never mind. I'm getting it now. The aftertaste is vinegar. Is that what it is? Is it not? I don't know. I'm not going to lie. It's not good. Oh, my. It's really not good, you guys. Oh, I don't even know if I can take a second sip, but I have to. We have it. to for the combis. There's some ginger in there. Oh, yeah. Maybe that's what I'm confusing with vinegar. It's almost a cotton candy ending for me. Not me, sis. Not in a good way. Oh, okay. <laughs> Not in a good way. Um, yeah. Go ahead, tell me your... I literally can't drink this. I'm trying to see what's in it so we could kind of even... Oh, it's blue spirulina. You know, I've seen that used in dishes to get this blue. Ah, so I... that's what's making the blue... And then it's ginger, coconut water, green tea, green tea, and kombucha. Something like where it tastes like the ginger spoiled. I wonder if that's the spirulina. I don't know. Um, but this is not for me. A one just based on taste. Definitely one of my least favorite that we've ever had. And I'll say I'm a huge GT's fan. So I love a lot of their flavors but this is not one of them i don't like this at all and it's a one the branding can't <laughs> even save it for me sorry so that's uh the sacred life gt synergy that is god awful <laughs> 
Special thanks to Gold Threads Audio for music and audio production. Check out goldthreadsaudio.com for all your podcast, music, and sound needs. This has been an On The Run Media production. All reviews are strictly independent opinions of our hosts and guests. Please make sure to like, review, comment, and subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And let us know your favorite part of the episode in the comments and on Instagram. I'm at Blonde On The Run. I'm at Olivia Hump. We'll see you next time, combies. Bye.